Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome. <clears throat> That's not good. To the awesome.com. Smoke a pack before the show. What's that? I asked if you smoked a pack before the show. No. You know what it was? I had a... Uh, protein shake and just you know the milk it's it's not it gets it all whatever delicious though strawberry good flavor anyway welcome to the awesome nba strategy show presented by underdog fantasy i am dave lochran at lafayette underscore d on the twitters l-o-u-g-h-y underscore d for those of you podcast listeners joined by adam share at ship my money dfs how was your weekend man it was good. I uh, went down to my mom's, hadn't been able to go for Mother's Day because my sister had and her fiance had COVID, so we had to push it back. Um, so went down, hung out there for a couple of days. Uh, it was nice to, nice to get away, I guess, but excited to be back and doing shows, I guess. Yeah, I had two parties on Saturday, and it was 94 degrees out. Just brutal. Yeah, it was, it was nasty this weekend. It's beautiful out today. Yeah, it's great. One was a, a one-year-old, a first-year, first birthday party. They're not that, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I had, I had no intentions of staying long, especially because I didn't really know anybody there, but they're all right. You know, they have drinks and that's all that matters. But yeah, it was hot as hell, man. And then it's cooled down. So we're good to go here in the, in the Northeast. What would you consider Baltimore? Is that? Mid-Atlantic. Is it? It's not. Okay. So it's not, like if you were, you know, you have the Northwest, you have the West, you have yeah, the it's Pacific not Northwest. Like, Northeast is Boston and New York. Right. So I feel like Philly is the fringe there. Like, I I still consider Philly Mid Atlantic, but if you told if you said it was Northeast, then fine. I feel like Mar- Maryland in general, it's just like it's not it, it's too far south to be north, and it's too far north to be south. Yeah, that makes sense. I, Philadelphia, it's definitely Northeast. Maybe it's Mid Atlantic too. But yeah, I mean, like we're south of the Mason, Mason Dixon line, so I don't think we can get away with Northeast. Right. So. What would be South to you? Like, what would be living in the South? I always wonder. I consider it South Carolina down. South Carolina down? Yeah, I mean, you could make, like, you could make arguments. I I think you can make arguments for North Carolina. It's all relative to, like, where the person you're talking to is from, I feel like. Like, when I went to school in South Carolina, if I was, like, half my school is from Maryland. But if I was talking to, like, the South Carolina half, then I was from the North. But, like, if I'm in New York City, I'm from the South. Like, it's... I feel like it's all relative to like who you're talking to. So like what would Virginia and Kentucky be? Can I, I consider Kentucky the South. Right. But it's Vir- like, well, it's well above South Carolina. It's above, you know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. I don't really never really thought about it, but what, what would they be? 
Don't yeah, some people don't, consider I, I mean, it's, it's also now? when it gets to like Kentucky, though. I I'm not even thinking geographically. I'm just thinking that like they're all Hicks. I knew you were going to say that. You're just thinking <laughs> population, right? <laughs> so would you consider West Virginia South? Well, well, and and that's the thing too. Like half of Maryland is bury is, yourself is, here. <laughs> half of Maryland would by that by that definition count as the South. Like three quarters of Virginia would. Yeah, West Virginia literally borders Pennsylvania. Right. So I don't know, and Maryland, like you said. So I don't know. So it's a question worth asking. Because it's just a weird, is, is Colorado the West? I consider Colorado, Colorado the West. But Me too. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the issue with the North-South thing culturally is like, if you get away from the cities in Maryland, it's, it's Southern. If you get away from the is cities it? in Virginia, it's Southern. But like, the cities are big enough and there's enough population there that like, and geographically, it's not really South. So I don't know, it's, it's tough. So what does Southern mean to you? Um, farms. Hicks, tractors. Okay, because I have a ton of that around me. Not as much Hicks, but a lot of farmland. It's all kind of disappearing, but I wouldn't call it the South. I don't know. I, I'm just saying. Who, who, who watching right now lives in Kentucky or West Virginia has just been uh, in, insulted violently by, by Adam Sharon would like to tell us whether or not they consider themselves uh, Southern. Like Josh is in chat right now. Josh lives in North Carolina. Do you live in? I would consider North Carolina the South, I think. I consider Josh a hick. Oh, you would? Okay. Well, Josh grew up in like, a, well, we hung out last week and he showed me the town that he lived in where he grew up. And it was surrounded by all of these, you know, either cities or big towns or big ski towns that I've heard of, that I've been to. And it's just in the middle of them, a place that you've never heard of, probably never even passed through. So, I don't yeah, know. I, well, and it's like and Mar Maryland's just weird how everything changes. Like, like there's so many different just like, I don't know, like between the farms and the cities and stuff. Like I can remember going to college on the eastern shore of Maryland and driving home and getting stuck in traffic behind a tractor, just driving down the highway, going from like farm to farm, yeah. and, you know, 15 <laughs> miles an hour. And it's like, what the hell is this? Have you ever driven through Lancaster, Pennsylvania? Um, I think so. You were yeah, legitimately uh, passing yeah, horse I, I, and buggy. I definitely have. I visited York College when I was in high school. Okay, so then, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't know if you ever been to Hershey, PA, Hershey yeah, Park. Yeah, I've right. been to Hershey Park. Probably went through. There's, you're, you're passing buggies, like, or legitimate right. Amish horse and buggies. So. Oh, and uh, what, what's that amusement park that you and I have talked about? Dutch Wonderland? Yeah, Dutch. that's a yeah. fun one. Yeah. yeah. Dutch Wonderland. Because I'm only a couple hours from those places, but... It's weird. Yeah. You, like you said, you can go just a, a, an hour outside of Philadelphia and end up in places that you're, you're, you're not really, you're surprised that you're still in PA, but. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how Maryland is. Um, somebody said Florida's in the South, no tractors. Florida is its whole separate thing. Florida's Florida. Yeah. Like I consider, and like, I, I'm, I've never even been to Northern Florida other than driving through, but like, I feel like Northern Florida is the South and Southern Florida is like not the South. Yeah, that's. I would love to live in Florida. By the way, love it. Yeah, I was uh, when I was at home over the weekend. I was complaining about the state income tax thing, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe I'll just move to Florida and make the two-hour flight whenever I want to." You'll definitely catch a headline one day, Florida man. <laughs> yeah, Florida man. <laughs> Did you ever? Here's a fun one, and then we can get into some basketball here. Hopefully you guys all had a good weekend. Hit that thumbs up too. If you haven't done so yet, only 30 likes here. And one of them is mine. 
uh, hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. And if you want to join, hit join down below, uh, get all the, the, the perks that come along with it. And now you can, uh, now you can, you can gift memberships as well, which is pretty cool. Our boy, Jordan Lockhart, just been gifting him left and right. Had another huge week, huge week in golf. But have you ever just typed in Florida man and then your birthday and see what pops up? No, I haven't. Okay. So, so do it. Mine was Florida man arrested for eating pancakes in the middle of a highway. Dude brought a table and chair out there and is just with a, with a fork and knife eating, eating pancakes in the middle of a highway. It's the greatest thing ever. If you type it in, something right. will always come up for, for your, for your birthday. So the first headline is 74 year old Florida man on electric scooter threatened. And I can't see the rest of the headline, but before I clicked on it, the next one says Florida man wakes up to find another man sucking on his toes. <laughs> see, I'm telling you, dude, it's the greatest thing ever. All you gotta uh, do. 74 year old Florida man on electric scooter threatened chased two with knife police say. That's not even, that's one of the, no, less that's, that's like a normal thing. That's one of the less extreme, but you will always find extreme ones in there florida um, man disguises himself as a woman to carry out pair of armed robberies man, smart florida man uses finger guns to steal waffle house napkins jordan is that your birthday florida man puts dragon lizard in his mouth smacks people with it <laughs> they only get better they only get better um yeah, Josh, that's that's an awful one, man. That, that's terrible. But yeah, if you put your birthday in there, you will usually the first one is great, but you'll always find one on your birthday, all 365 days. It's good stuff. Uh, did you see what Josh said earlier? Florida man attempts to buy lap dance with DK crowns. <laughs> all right. Talk a little. Let's, let's get into some basketball here. Miami and Boston. First things first, because the, the Celtics are six point favorites at home, 207 and a half total. How many of the players that are actually questionable from Smart to Butler to, to Hero, who sat out the fourth for Oladipo, but Spolster said he wasn't officially ruled out, but he was dealing with an issue. And then Tatum's pretty obvious, but then Kyle Lowry, who's been in and out. How many of these, and Robert Williams, how many of them do you think are legitimate questionables today? Um, because there's a lot of guys that left last game, came back. Some didn't right. come back, like Butler. Robert. Yeah, I'll say that this question play. would be easier to answer if I'd watched a minute of last game. But I feel like Robert Williams is legitimately questionable. I think that's obvious. Um, Butler left and did not return last game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he said he was going to play though. I think. I know. It's just odd when you leave a playoff, you know, a, a conference finals game with, was it knee inflammation, I think? So that's a little strange. It, who knows? Who knows if he's going to be good for this one? Yeah, it's, it, it's weird where it's like, uh, oh, yeah, couldn't return. And then like immediately he's like, no, I'm good to go on. I'm good. Exactly. Exactly. Like, oh, well, unless this is one of these things where he's confident that it'll, the inflammation will go down in a couple of days, but it just seems weird. So, uh, I'll definitely be paying close attention to that. And Marcus Smart, though, I, I know I didn't watch that game either, but I was I was telling Josh, I just have notifications on my phone. It makes it easier for me to to know what's going on, even yeah. if I don't catch a game. Yeah, I have uh, one too, but so many guys left that game. I, that's the crazy thing. Yeah, guy left and right. But Marcus Smart, 
because Dan Stratford even DM'd us. He goes, hey, here's a, you know, you might want to check out the Marcus yeah. Smart injury because Adam and I are, are, are sickos, uh, which I didn't see it, by the way. No, but I still haven't seen it. Well, once he came, came back. back to the once he came back to the game, I was like, yeah, it couldn't have been that bad, so I don't need to watch it. That's what I thought too. But uh, Yudoka said that he has a pretty bad sprain. So, I, does does it just get worse overnight, and then he's not primed to play? I I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, fortunately, it's the only game, so we'll we'll find out. Right, right. I guess all I'm saying, though, is this one's different than any of the other games we've talked about in this series so far. Yeah, you can't just completely write off every questionable guy on the injury report like we've been able to. Right. So with Jimmy Butler last game, he only played 19 minutes. Bam Adebayo finally woke up. You know, someone exhumed him from the dirt, brought him back to life. What's yeah, the I, I, I was uh, I was a little annoyed because I, I didn't play that slate. I had gotten I like just gotten my mom's and MMA was on Rutschman was making his debut I just didn't want to deal with it um and then but like I'm on Twitter and I just see like as soon as the game starts they're like Spolstra talked during shoot around about Bam needing to get going and then it's like Bam torching Celtics I'm like yeah great the the day I didn't play yeah right after just like punting money all playoffs with Bam I got I, I was hammering the unders on Bam all series which is good and I did not bet that day so it was actually good for me because I probably would have gone back to it um but yeah, he's back from the what's what's the act of, of bringing someone back from the dead with with Re magic uh, necromancy? Isn't that having sex with dead people? No, that's necrophilia. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's necromancy. Sounds right. He, he was necromanced. But do you think it is a coincidence? I was thinking exhumed, but that's just bringing their body back from yeah, the ground. I used that already. Yeah, oh, right. Okay. That would be to take them out of the dirt. Right. And then necromance them. Sounds dirty. I I just told you what I thought it was. <laughs> That's even dirtier. <laughs> uh, but do you think it's a coincidence that Bam's best game happened to come on a night where Butler only played 19 minutes and was dealing with knee inflammation, presumably all game? Yes and no. Uh, Bam did start out well, so yeah. I'm not entirely attributing it to Butler being out, but then also Bam playing nearly every minute of the second half and Butler playing zero of them certainly isn't going to hurt what Bam does. No, he had a like huge... In, in Bam's first stint, um, he had a 44% usage rate. So, you know, 42% in his second one, nine in his third one. And then in the fourth one to close out the first half, he was back to 22%. So, like, it's not like he just came to life once Butler went out. He was clearly more involved anyway, but certainly didn't hurt him, um, Butler being out. No doubt. I, I, what I was saying is I was just wondering if in the 20 minutes Butler played, if the knee inflammation was bothering him enough to where he wasn't getting you know, the, the same type of volume that, that we've seen. Yeah, I mean, know? it's possible. He only had a 17% usage rate. Right. So I don't know. But anyway, if Butler plays today, you're going back to him. No issues in the captain spot. Yeah, I mean, no issues. I, I don't know if I would say no issues, but I guess like no issues that I really know how to act on them. You know, like I'm not going to go into this saying like, oh, yeah, Jimmy Butler's only going to play 20 minutes or something. Um, certainly pay attention to the ownership because there is obviously risk there when you have someone that just missed the entire second half of the game. But um, if he's good to go, I'm assuming he's good to go. Good thing we got popcorn machine back in action. They were out for like four days. I know you don't use them, but I, that's my that's my go-to. Yeah, they were they were mine too until like 
halfway partway through the regular season they just like stopped updating for like a week or something and i was like all right well yeah like, this isn't working that's what they did on this one they were down from like the 16th through the 20th so yeah and there, it's not even like there was like a notification like hey we're on vacation this week or something it was just like okay yeah. i guess this site died and i need this time there was know. a notification oh, okay like they said they'd be down so i yeah. knew otherwise i just would have kept refreshing because sometimes you can just type it in the url and it'll right. pop up right but i mean when it comes to, to miami it's a, it's an interesting spot today because tyler hero was th this is the weirdest thing tyler hero plays what how many minutes nine seven eight nine ten minutes in the first half and he was dealing with an injury and then he plays a little bit and he plays six seven eight ten minutes in the second half plays 20 minutes oladipo doesn't see the floor in the first half then he plays essentially the entire third quarter and nine minutes in the fourth quarter yeah so it goes back to kind of what we've talked about before uh anton murphy in chat saying if you would watch the game you'd know oladipo was an important part of the win um just kind of overlooking the fact that jimmy butler didn't play a single minute in the second half i guess um but this goes back to what we were saying before like oladipo if butler is out or limited or gets hurt in the game or whatever oladipo steps up and has a high ceiling the issue is that it's really difficult for him to share the floor with Jimmy Butler. And yep. if Jimmy Butler is healthy and playing, Jimmy Butler is playing 40 minutes. So there's not many minutes for Oladipo to play where he's not sharing the floor with Butler. And when he does, it's an issue because there's no spacing. So, um, you know, again, I, I think this is another game. We saw it earlier. I don't remember if it was this series or last series, but there was a game where like Oladipo played, I think it was one of the blowouts. Oladipo ended up getting to like 26 minutes and people were excited about him. And I said that I kind of, thought it was a negative because he'd only played like seven minutes in the first half of that game. This is the same kind of thing. If Butler is in, if everybody that's questionable for Miami is in, then I'm not confident at all in Oladipo because the guy wasn't even in the rotation. Um, Duncan Robinson played five, four and a half first half minutes. Oladipo played none. Caleb Martin played, you know, Vincent played, uh, Hero played. And the thing that changed that you have to keep in mind too is that Lowry returns. So, it's not just saying like, oh, well, that was a fluke. You know, Oladipo didn't play in the first half, but he's been playing all, all series. Lowry came back and Oladipo was removed from the rotation. If Butler's in today, I have a hard time thinking Oladipo is playing enough minutes to matter. If Butler is out, then there's a bunch of minutes available for Oladipo because suddenly you don't have those spacing issues. He can just fill the Jimmy Butler role and you need scoring. So uh, where, what I want to do with Oladipo is completely dependent on Jimmy Butler. 100%. Now, if Jimmy Butler ends up not playing, and for what it's worth, all right, I'm not a medical professional, but I, I do think there is a decent chance that Butler doesn't play, or at least, yeah, you know, I won't say 50-50, but there's at least a 20-30% chance that Butler doesn't play today. And you know, he's the he's the one guy who, when he's questionable, just always seems to not play. Of course, a lot of that's anecdotal. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I mean. Are you I'm really not that confident that he plays. I, I know he said he's going to play. I get all of that. If we get if we get that early in the day, great. Uh, and then we know that he's playing. But I think there's still a possibility that he doesn't play. It's just as you said before, it is odd that you would leave a game um, and players all the time are like, yeah, I'll be good for next game. And then they and then don't play. Not. What's that? I said, and then they're not. Exactly. So it is odd that he left a game, game three of the conference uh, finals, and just didn't return. They just made a decision not to bring him back. So I'm not just locking him in as he's, you know, he's a guarantee to play today. If not, Oladipo is what? 
Yeah, he's 60. He, what, what is his price at? Like 40 something, 4,400. Would he become the best value play on the site? Uh, yeah, probably. Like if, if Butler is out, yeah. I would think so. Because right now, as you mentioned, he didn't play in the first half. Butler gets hurt, and then Oladipo plays almost the entire second half. So that's a, it's a huge, huge bump that he's going to get uh, and fill a massive void if Jimmy Butler's out. We don't know. We'll see. Uh, that's why we got the deeper dive. We got live before lock and all that good stuff tonight. How do you approach Bam after this huge game? He's getting the highest ownership on the slate of anybody and one of the highest captain ownership spots. Sorry, what, what did you ask? Bam out of bio. Yeah, I mean, the price tag very cheap. It went down. Um, he's 60, well, sorry, 6,800 on the two-game slate. He is 7,600 on the, the showdown slate. So, again, like I kind of said the same thing about him prior to last game where – you know, even before last game happened and you really hadn't seen any signs of life from Adebayo, he was still at a price point where it was really difficult not to want to get to him just because his price tag was down while everybody else's was increasing. Now you at least have seen a game where he showed the ability to play basketball. You know, I don't think that you expect the same level of production tonight that you got last game, but even if you discount Bam's regular season rates, um, you know, mixing in some of mixing in his playoff rates, he's still gonna look like a very good value at 7,600, especially when you compare him to the alternatives. You know, Kyle Lowry is only $1,000 less expensive. Al Horford's only $200 less expensive. Marcus Smart is $1,000 more. All of that stuff just makes Adebayo really stand out here, even if you ignore what he did last game. Yeah, it does. I hate it, but it does. I mean, the price has come down considerably. And that, that just makes him far more appealing. Look, I was talking about being completely fine with Kavon Looney at 7,200 last game. So obviously this was yesterday that his price came up to 72. Obviously I like bam at 7,600. There's just no way you can't, especially when you consider the fact that last game before that he was 8k 8,486 his price is continuing to drop. Uh, and he showed us that he still has it. So maybe we shouldn't be at all concerned with the injuries there. What else with Miami is, is viable today? You fall into this range of, of Hero and Kyle Lowry, who returned last game, and, and Max Struess, uh, and those guys who every time it's just kind of, it's just kind of like uh, musical chairs on which one of them is going to have a decent game. Yeah, and all of the prices have, have come up a bit. Um, last game, you got 29 minutes from Lowry. I expect similar here, you know, maybe he gets up to like 32 or something like that, but I don't have confidence in him playing a ton of minutes in, in only a second game back 6,600 makes it pretty difficult to get there. I think so far this postseason, he's only played 144 minutes, but he's at 0.73 DraftKings points per minute. Um, Struess certainly has upside as we've seen in, in plenty of games. Uh, he's at 0.83 DraftKings points per minute overall though, in the postseason, and his price tags up as well. Uh, to 6,800. So I think it's difficult to prioritize either of those guys. Hero at 6,200 is difficult to prioritize because the minutes are all over the place. He's a liability defensively. There's no guarantee he's in the lineup um, down the stretch. That doesn't mean Oladipo is closing over him for anybody in chat arguing that's going to be the case. But um, you don't have to have a hero in the, the lineup down the stretch if it's competitive. So you could easily just be getting, you know, 25, 26 minutes from him. The thing that I do like about hero, though, is that he does like he is a high usage guy he is relatively likely if he's playing well to do a lot offensively and potentially play his way into a couple of more minutes so i don't think any of lowry Struess, or hero look particularly good at their price tags but i do think that hero's scoring upside makes him a little bit more appealing than the other two for me 
think before you type, asked if Butler plays today, the question is how many minutes you're giving him? His full, I'd be giving him his 38, full 38, 40. Yeah, full minutes. If he plays, I, I have no reason to believe that he's not going to play his full allotment of minutes there. Is there any value for, for Miami worth discussing? Um, PJ Tucker is pretty cheap and he played 38 minutes last game yeah i was gonna say pj tucker at 4200 i like uh we've seen his playing time up in the series when he's not injured or in foul trouble and it makes sense like they need him out there defensively uh he's likely to find his way into the closing lineup it's not a guarantee but um you know because like you could get a lowry hero Struce butler out of bio closing lineup but again for defensive reasons i think it's likely that tucker's out there especially if miami is ahead or it's a you know back and forth game i think that if they're you know trailing by 10 or something you probably see hero out there instead but uh i, I do really like the 4200 price tag on him just given that there's such a big gap between him and these other guys um you know like Struce is a better point per minute guy but he's $2,600 more expensive that's a huge gap i also think caleb martin deserves a mention at 1400 he's just very inexpensive um he's sixteen hundred dollars less expensive than duncan robinson and martin uh you know played 10 minutes last game it's not something that i am super excited to get to but i i do think he's the cheapest guy on miami that i can make a case for okay uh and then once you get to okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, once you start getting down, it's Caleb Martin. It's Dwayne Dedman. Dedman played three minutes last game. I mean, there were there were even three minutes that... that Bam was off the floor that Tucker got and Deadman didn't play. So and I don't know how many minutes he gets in a spot like this, but it's probably not going to be a lot. And then Caleb Martin, you're probably getting what another 10 minutes from him, 12 minutes from him. It's hard to say, depending on how this game goes, but that's it. Once you get down, that's it. You're talking about guys that are very simply backup players who are just in there. So the starters can get a breath. Right, exactly. Uh, somebody said, can you explain why Robinson is 3K on DraftKings? No, I cannot. If you play Depot over Tucker with Butler in, you are an absolute moron. Unless it's just for ownership reasons. Who's saying this? Oh, okay. okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to clarify on Oladipo, if Butler is in and Oladipo is not getting much ownership right now, we have him at 7% and you want to just gamble and say like, okay, cool. Maybe Butler gets hurt or maybe hero gets hurt or maybe Lowry gets hurt. And you know, Oladipo plays enough minutes to matter. That's one thing. But if Butler is in, I really don't have interest in Oladipo for any reason other than just occasionally throwing him into a lineup for low ownership. If Butler is out, Oladipo is the best value on this team. No doubt. Do just to take that a step further though. Do you think though, given what we saw with Butler last game, leaving that game early, that if it comes down to the wire and it's, you know, Butler's going to try to play, because we see that all the time, right? Like, that's not something that's all too foreign when it comes to basketball, especially in a, a really important game like this. Do you think Oladipo becomes a little bit more appealing just in the sense of, all right, well, it's possible that I get nothing from him whatsoever, but it's also possible that he ends up playing, you know, big minutes once again if, if Jimmy Butler can't stay on the floor? 
Yeah, that's the one nice thing about him because it doesn't have to be Butler either. Kyle Lowry's right. banged up. Tyler Hero's banged up. Yeah, they're Jimmy all Butler's, banged up. Yeah. Jimmy Butler's banged up. P.J. Tucker is banged up. If any of these guys go out mid-game, Oladipo's getting into the rotation. Good point. Yeah. So there is, there is, there is an avenue that he can get there. It's just if you're going into it assuming this guy is going to play 24 minutes regardless, you are mistaken. Right. And the one thing I do kind of question, like we have him at 7% ownership right now. I wouldn't be surprised if that ends up being a little bit higher just because of last game. Like people definitely don't chase the recent games as much as they used to. If this were three years ago, you would be getting Oladipo at like, you know, 30 something percent ownership tonight based on last game. Um, I, I don't think it gets gets there, but I wouldn't be surprised if you do just see a bit more ownership because people have trouble understanding Jimmy Butler didn't play the second half. For sure. Hey, we got free content on the site today. Player projections for NBA, ownership rankings for baseball, and ownership projections for NHL, all of it entirely free. However, and you don't need an account or anything for that, but if you are looking to, to take it to the next step, this is legitimately the best way to do it. If you use the promo code NBA Strategy Show, all one word, all caps, you'll get 50% off, half off, literally everything on the site. Every single tool that we have, 50% off, not for a week, but for the entire month. 50% off of the month. Awesome O Plus Platinum Monthly. NBA Strategy Show, all one word, all caps, is the promo. Just use that at checkout. It's, a, it's an insane deal on, on a $90 value. You're taking 45 or so straight off the top of that. You're getting baseball, basketball, football, hockey, MMA, PGA, NASCAR, esports, you got projections, you got golf, tennis, uh, F1, USFL. And, and you might be saying like, yeah, I don't know these sports. Well, that's kind of the point. Like, you don't have to know a lot of these sports in order to utilize the ownership projections, the boom bust tools, right? All of the simulation tools, the, the, the player projections, uh, everything that we have out there uh, is going to make it a whole lot easier for you. We have a lot of people that, that, that don't know a lot of these sports particularly well, but they've had success because they, they know how to use the tools and those tools have done them uh, extraordinarily well over the years. So NBA strategy show, all one word, all caps. Bless you, George. There's a double sneeze over there. NBA strategy show, all caps, all one word. Use it at checkout. Uh, get half off the entire month. And join our premium Discord channel, too. It's a good community. And you have the Office Hours channel where you've got the pros in there uh, answering your questions and helping you better your game. All right. Flip it to the Boston side of this one. And let's look at Jason Tatum. He was... The second highest, highest price player game one, then Butler was far more expensive at game two. Now he's leapfrogged Butler once again. He had an awful game last time. I mean, a terrible game for Jason Tatum. Essentially, half, did you see that? Basically half a fantasy point per minute. Uh, I mean, I saw people complaining about him. My, my favorite thing, and it, it's never going to change, but like because it's the postseason and everything's so amplified, the, the takes like have to be so extreme from people. Like there were people that and i know like for sure the same people being like you know jason tatum like earlier on in the postseason jason tatum is proving he's you know like a top five player in the nba or top four player or whatever to udoka should have just left tatum on the bench this game like, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing <laughs> it's still great because it's the same person that the, okay game three against milwaukee tatum also had 10 points he was horrible remember that one, it was just terrible. And then he goes on to, to propel them to a series win in the remaining few games over the reigning champs. But the same people that would say 
you know, just leave him on the bench are the same people that just don't say anything at all when he's having those amazing games. They they only right. pop up out of their out of their caves when someone they don't like is is doing poorly. Like Josh, when it comes to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't even I, I didn't catch what you said except I know you were making fun of Josh. I, I said people don't people will, will remain quiet. They'll remain silent when a player they don't like is doing well. But the moment they start playing poorly, they pounce on it. Josh. Oh, yeah, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I've done it with Dinwiddie every chance I got this postseason. But, um, yeah, Josh, Josh, the other day, still refusing to take the L on Middleton over Butler. He explained why, you know, three years ago he was correct. And then, you know, basically that things changed instead of just saying, like, yeah, I ended up being wrong. Wait, what was the explanation? Uh, that three years ago, there was no way of knowing Chris Middleton was going to fall off of a cliff and Jimmy Butler was going to improve. Oh, which, doesn't, I mean, make him, doesn't make him right. Right, right. Yeah, which is fine. Um, also, and he brought up the point, which I do agree with, but he did bring the point back up again that Chris Middleton fits on more teams than Jimmy Butler does, which is true. Who cares? Jimmy fits pretty well in Miami. Right, right. Plus, I'm just busting his balls. But, uh, I, say what you will about playoffs versus post or versus regular season. Jimmy Butler in the playoffs is is verifiably really really good. Oh yeah, and he's continued to do that. So Josh also said Jimmy Butler is going to age like milk, ignoring the fact that Jimmy Butler is like thirty three years old already. Like this is Jimmy Butler aging. He's only getting better. Right, <laughs> which is insane. Is he thirty three? I think he's thirty two. Wow. He's been in the league for a long time. How many years do you think Jimmy's been in the league for? I feel like he was in like 2010, so 12. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is 11th season. But he's played so many minutes because he played under Tom Thibodeau for years. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, Thibodeau, yeah. yeah, Jimmy averaged 39 minutes per game in 2014 and 2013 39 minutes per game that's an insane amount across an entire season josh is just uh josh yeah, is yeah, yeah. Chat now. <laughs> <laughs> somebody banned josh <laughs> yeah time him out jordan <laughs> no don't i'm pretty sure he could untime himself out if he wanted to anyway all right Let's keep going with this when it comes to, to the top of, of Boston. Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart. I, I guess we just assume that Marcus Smart is playing right now. How many of these guys are you willing or happy to, to throw in the captain spot today? Because I think all of them are 100% viable. All of them? All three of those guys that oh, I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Tatum, Brown, and Smart, I think, are all very viable at, at captain. Even... Even if Robert Williams doesn't play, I think Al Horford is, especially at his price point, very viable at the captain. Yeah, the, the Williams piece matters a lot, I think, for Horford. Uh, the price tag is reasonable, even if Williams is in, but he certainly looks better because you can expect more minutes if Williams is out. Um, and yeah, any of Smart, Brown, or Tatum at captain, I think are fine. Smart salary is starting to scare me a little bit. He's up to 8,600, but you're still likely to get around 38 minutes from him. They need his playmaking out there. Uh, so far this postseason, he's a 0.94 DraftKings points per minute. 27% assist percentage leads the team. About a 20% usage rate is a little bit up from the regular season as well. Uh, so I still think he's, he's fine. But between Tatum, Brown, and Smart, I think he is the most difficult to get to. Yeah. 
I just thought of something really funny to say, but I cannot say that. Uh, just in, in response to, to Josh's comments, do do you have any lean towards Williams being in? <laughs> do you have any lean towards Williams being in or out? Um, I would lean. No, not really. I was gonna say I would lean towards him being out, but with this guy, I really have no idea. Like he was out, then he was active, but still out. Then suddenly he's good to play 30 minutes. Then he's out again. I, I have no idea. Okay. Hit that thumbs up too. Another entertaining show for you here on a Monday morning to kick off the week. Got 350 people watching, 82 likes. Take that single second. If you forgot to do so, that is okay. But there's still time to atone for those sins. Grant Williams. How much of Grant Williams is just the minutes are fine? I mean, he played 39 minutes last game again on a per minute basis. Unless he's chucking up 18 threes, this guy is very likely not going to give you a lot. But 39 minutes is a lot of playing time for a guy at that price point. Yeah, it is, especially again when pricing's kind of gotten tighter across the board. You know, you look at Grant Williams and it's like, well, no, I don't really want to pay $5,200 for Grant Williams, but you have to fill out your lineup. And I don't want to pay $5,400 for Derek White either. I don't really want to pay $5K for Peyton Pritchard. Um, if Robert Williams is out, that does make Grant Williams' minutes look better. If Robert Williams is in. I expect around 30 from Grant Williams. If he's out, I expect more. Uh, we saw Derek White only play 14 minutes last game. Pritchard played about 13. So that was one thing that I had said I wanted to pay attention to was what they did with the rotation between those two. You know, did Pritchard, I, I wanted to see if Pritchard had, you know, jumped ahead of White in the rotation because he was playing well and White had played like shit, or if they were going to kind of split minutes like they did, or is White just going to kick Pritchard back to the end of the bench? Uh, we saw them split minutes there. So, there's obviously a chance that changes here, but it makes me, when you look at those three guys, it makes me much more confident in Grant Williams playing time than either of, of the two guards, especially if Robert Williams is out. I would think so as well. I mean, when you, when you look at the, the bottom of this, this rotation with everybody in, let, let's just, so if, if you were to just assume that Robert Williams plays and Marcus Smart plays, what else what else really is there? So last game, Daniel Tice started, but he only played 10 minutes, 11 minutes. So take that for what it's worth. Grant Williams played 39 off the bench. And then you had Derek White and Peyton Pritchard. If, if Robert Williams is in, you know, then you get less Daniel Tice, if any Daniel Tice. Um, what does the bench look like from a DFS perspective? Is there anything there? And of, of course, not mentioning Grant Williams. White played 14 minutes last game. He's been awful. Yeah, he's been bad. Um, he hasn't been very good defensively. He's been non-existent offensively. Pritchard, at least, has been good offensively, but he just gets hunted on defense, so it's hard for him to you know, actually play a lot of minutes uh, if, you know, White is available and, and Grant Williams is available. So, you know, if Robert Williams is out, I expect we see a pretty similar um, – rotation the last game I don't think you'll see Daniel Tice start again but maybe he will um he started the first half in place of Robert Williams didn't start the second half only played three minutes Grant Williams moved back into the starting lineup uh Tice was not good at all um so I I don't expect him to be in the starting lineup again I think that experiment uh failed pretty quickly I think you will see Grant Williams start if Robert Williams is out um but you could still see you know a handful of backup minutes from Daniel Tice he is 1200 on DraftKings. So if Robert Williams is out, it's another situation where like 
it, it's it's similar to Deadman, except he's a little bit cheaper. There's no guarantee that he even plays or plays more than like four minutes. You could very easily just get, you know, Boston running smaller lineups and and Tice not being a part of it, just like you could get Miami running smaller lineups like they did last game and Deadman not really be involved. But the flip side to that is that Tice isn't a bad point per minute guy, just like Deadman's not a bad point per minute guy. And if they do happen to get 10 to 12 minutes, then they look like pretty good values at these cheap price tags. So uh, it would be a risky option if Williams is out and he's not starting, but I wouldn't mind, you know, just mixing him in some lineups and hoping for the best. Patrick said Josh is already having nightmares with his Liverpool losing. I thought they won yesterday. I even looked it up because no Josh – no, not you, but Josh and I did the show and he was going to watch the game afterwards. I thought, I thought they won. Oh, he said they didn't control their own destiny. So maybe the team they needed to lose ended up, um, ended up winning or something, but I don't know. Ghetto Farmer Boy using the free super chat. 14 months, I stopped with that solid blinged out badge. NBA Odd Shopper on fire this weekend. Thanks. Nice, man. Odd Shopper, totally free, by the way. Oddshopper.com. O-D-D-S and then Shopper, all one word, of course, because it's a URL, but it's pretty sick. You got props, you got the Parlay Builder, uh, all our projections up there, expected ROI, uh, expected win rate. And, 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 and of course, the best part about it is every book that you can play that's available to you, we have it up there. So we just give you out of the gate right there in front of you the best bet so you don't have to find it, the best odds on everything. Uh, thanks for the super chat. And oh, we had one more from earlier. Let me see if I can find it. Jordan, I know you sent it to me. Uh, Heat makers. Hey, guys, took uh, took FanDuel big contest and five cent contest. Uh, 60x. Do I qualify for a month of awesome? Awesomeness. P.S. Don't have a Twitter account. Uh, make a Twitter account. You don't even have to hold on for long, but this is this is the way it works. You got to tweet us at awesome HOF with a screenshot of your win. You could qualify. It's definitely possible. It sounds like it. If you, I know some of those five cent contests have insane uh, fields. So, so yeah, it's possible. Probably depends how many people he chopped with, right? Yeah, that's a good point, which I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm assuming more than three. Cause if you chop with more than three, then, then it doesn't count, but you can send it anyway. If, if, if worse comes to worse, get up in the hall of fame segment. We'll show you some love. Also, underdog fantasy, sick place to play fantasy sports. Uh, I say that because I play there. Adam plays there. Uh, most people play there when it comes to fantasy best ball, fantasy football, or be uh, best ball football. It's, it's sick. 25K Eastern Conference clash tonight. But, but underdog fantasy just recently launched the $10 million fantasy best ball. Uh, football contest. It's fantastic, man. Two million the first. I don't know if it was you that told me this, Adam, but two million the first, million the second, and then a million to the regular season top finisher, which is a really nice touch. Yeah, for sure, it's awesome. Um, I've already had to kind of like self exclude myself for a little bit because it's so fun to draft. Like normally, I don't do a ton <laughs> of. I, I normally don't do a lot of like really really early drafts. I prefer getting them in closer to. The start of the season i just you know crammed them in for the last two weeks but i was like oh you know I'll, I'll i'll do a few here and there when i'm bored i've already knocked out like 40 of my 150 so i'm like have you really right, yeah i'm at like 40 or 50 done i'm like all right i need to stop uh start doing some of these on DraftKings. get back to underdog That's later wild. on or I'm, I'm gonna have it maxed out by like the end of may <laughs> Shit. okay and the, well that, the thing is they don't take that long right like you can right. get a decent draft done in 35 40 minutes right like i'll do it um, like when I'm sitting around during the day, like between, you know, shows and I'm not doing anything, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll knock out a couple drafts. And then I've, I get like three done. Then, you know, like I'll 
you know, at nine o'clock, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go out and like watch the basketball game and have a drink. And I just sit there and do best ball drafts while I watch the game. And you ever do like, it on oh, your phone? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So it's, all, the, all the time. Yeah. And so then it's like, oh, cool. I did six or seven today and I'm <laughs> going to be done this in like two weeks. That's what's nice about the app, though. It's actually it's it's not clunky. You can do it on your phone and nothing. I, I've never had it skip, you know, or freeze yeah. up um, or anything it, like it, that. It, it happens once in a while, but very, very rarely. And, and they, they improved the app, too. When they first came out with it, I didn't like their app. I think part of it was I wasn't used to it, but also like I just couldn't find where anything was. But they've like consolidated a lot of stuff. It's super I couldn't easy. either. Yeah. It's way easier now. Like to find your live contests and stuff is way easier. Well, and even when you're in the draft, like now they have bye weeks on the page. They have like it's just really easy to find to everything. navigate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you did forty drafts already. What? <laughs> I said you did forty drafts already. Yeah, something like that. May twenty third. It's, it's, it's more than forty. Is it? And when you use the promo code AWESOMO, double your deposit bonus, your first deposit up to $100. A-W-E-S-E-M-O. If, you if you're not on Underdog yet, uh, you want to check out basketball, you want to check out props, or you want to get into the, the huge best ball contest for, for the NFL, which you can draft now. And it's, it can be worth it, too. There can be an edge there. Use the promo code AWESOMO. Double your first deposit up to $100. A-W-E-S-E-M-O. Underdogfantasy.com or download it in the App Store, Google Play Store, wherever you want. Did you check how many you did? Yeah, 43. 43. Okay. All right. So you still got some left. We still got a little bit of show left. I think we've talked about most of this. Are there any? And obviously, again, deeper dive, live before lock, all of that tonight. I don't think there's a lot of value here. We're still waiting on Robert Williams. That's big. We're still waiting on Marcus Smart. I know he should play. I'm just throwing it out there because he's officially questionable. And I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't because he's already missed games. Are there any guys that we haven't talked about that you think make for good contrarian um, captain spot picks? And before anyone says like, oh, you can't punt, you have to be. You and I have both said the other day that Kevon Looney at captain wasn't the craziest idea when he was 4,800. Granted, it was chopped a million ways, but Kevon Looney was in the optimal. He was the optimal captain at the end of that game. Yeah, um, I like P.J. Tucker. He's, really? Okay. And maybe this changes, but. I mean, right now we have him at 5% captain ownership. He's only 4,200. I think that assuming, so if we assume Butler is in, I think Tucker is the best cheap play and he's only getting 5% ownership. Pricing's pretty tight. So I, I think if you go Tucker, you know, and I haven't built lineups yet, but I think if you go Tucker, you can probably build some pretty strong lineups where uh, you can get, you know, in your utility spots to those those other top, top end guys. And, you know, it's important to keep in mind as pricing gets tighter, being willing to punt captain becomes more viable. Like it's not a great strategy. If you can put Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler, a captain and still get pretty much whatever you want. Uh, it's when playing J Jason Tatum or Jimmy Butler, a captain forces you to play somebody like Caleb Martin or Daniel Tice, or, you know, Oladipo with Butler in or something like that, where you can really make up for it um, at captain. Like, obviously it, it's not a great example because it's a completely different field size. And I actually, I didn't even go back to double check, but I know at least towards the end, very close to the end of yesterday's game, the winning lineup in like the $2,000 entry on DraftKings with like 15 people had a zero at captain from Damian Lee. It was just that like he had completely punted captain and had every other player doing well. So, you know, on a slate where pricing was incredible. Wait, that one? It was winning with five minutes to go. I didn't go back and look. With Damian um, Lee a captain? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, 15-person contest. So, 
not you know not as difficult to win but uh yeah let me see if i can find it um i don't remember what that contest is called but uh yeah the, the point being that like the tighter the pricing gets the more you should be willing to punt captain. I don't think pricing is as tight today as it was yesterday. And certainly if guys start getting ruled out, then there's going to be plenty of value. Um, but just from a general strategy standpoint, keep that in mind. SMCG said, how do people make 40 to 100 lineups? Take It would take me like five hours. Fantasy Cruncher. You can get that uh, uh, as an add-on with any subscription at Awesome. Again, 50% off your first month if you want. Anything else we haven't hit on? I think we've I think we've got through pretty much everything here. The rotations are just so condensed now that uh, unless you're talking about full out punch, you're really just talking about one K guys that might play a few minutes. Yeah, no, I mean I think that's that's pretty much it. Like the injury news is what's really gonna drive this slate. You know, obviously we talked about it basically assuming that everybody's in, but you know, if guys start getting ruled out, then that's gonna open up a lot of value. Um, but if everybody's in, the pricing's pretty tight and so are the rotations. Okay. Hey, you can follow Adam at Ship My Money DFS. You can follow me at Lafayette underscore D. As always, shout out to our boy Jordan Klein for producing this show. And we got a lot of stuff coming up throughout the day. MLB strategy show coming up immediately after this at 11 Eastern with Eric Linkrist and Terry McBride. Uh, Mock Draft Mondays on the Best Ball channel. Matt Savoka, Nick Lepre. We just talked about that. Uh, if you're getting in on underdog, watch these mock draft Monday shows. Insanely helpful. Best ball is an in totally, a totally different animal. So if you're drafting and you think you're just going out there and drafting the same thing as you would be with your regular home league, it's way different. It's more fun. It's a lot more fun, but it's way different. And the clocks are shorter. Then you got MLB live before lock NBA deeper dive live before lock. And I'll have my betting video up on the odd shopper channel uh, around one or two o'clock. So be sure to check that out. And, uh, We'll ride together for the week. We'll catch you back here tomorrow on the Strategy Show presented by Underdog. Peace.